confused about the facts. The teleportation project wasn't at uh, LANO, the Los Alamos National Labs. It was at Sandia. And in fact, I knew that was valid information because the teleport that we were being taken to to quantum leap back to the tarmac at Curtis Wright in New Jersey was in fact on the far right side of the Sandia campus. So I've gathered insider information like this, and I, I hesitate to call them whistleblowers because I'm in fact the whistleblower uh, that's releasing this information. But I'm not the only hero of this investigation. My investigation has been advanced by many good and decent Americans who have helped me uncover the truth because they recognize the significance of this accomplishment in our American civilization and the potential to use this technology to really address our global environmental problems and create a 21st century that will be far different and, 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 and more advanced than, than the 20th century that, we're, that we've just left. Andy, tell us about the technology. I mean, was the, the machine, the apparatus, for example, for the teleportation, for creating this vortex, this hole, was it big? Was it small? What, what, what was it like? Well, there were, there were two teleporters that we used in the project. When they were training us to just become familiarized with jumping through vortical tunnels in time space, which is a pretty heady experience, it was definitely as scary as the scariest amusement park ride to a child, we were jumping through a very small device there in Building 68 at Curtis Wright. It was essentially um, uh, about the size of a bookshelf. I mean, each of the armatures of the device was uh, about the height of a tall person to a child. Uh, and the field of energy we were jumping through was only about, I would say, about 10 feet across and maybe 8 feet high. So that wasn't intimidating at all. And we went through the Vortal Tunnel very quickly. In fact, the reason we didn't asphyxiate is because we were breathing a couple breaths of the air that we pushed uh, into the uh, this interstitial chasm, this vacuum in time space that we and were rushing does, through. And does the tunnel seem long or is it very short? It seemed very long. There were certain paradoxes when you would jump through the field of energy. You sensed that you were rushing through, let's say, the Lincoln Tunnel in New York City at, at 10,000 miles per hour, and, and, yet you, and you seemed to stay in the tunnel for a long time. But then you saw a pinprick of light in the, in the distance that suddenly, essentially, came into full view very quickly, and then we completed our footfall in Santa Fe. So there were some time-space um, paradoxes or some time dilation going on, but I'm certain that we were only in the tunnel for perhaps even a split second, but there, it did seem like it, was, it lasted, you know, let's say 30 seconds or so. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, and Joshua. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are diving deep, forward and backwards, into the long, crazy history of Project Pegasus and Andrew... Oh, shit. Said that wrong. We're not surprised. <laughs> We're used to it, dude. It's time travel on today's Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? Only if he is with the news. Okay. Mm. Did he have like a solo record I didn't hear? 
Um, no, I didn't think you were going to follow up on that. I was just hoping you'd let that slide by. I, I do know that according to some groupie rating site, he supposedly has one of the biggest dongs in rock history. That oh. I needed to know. There you go. All I know is I'm not going to answer your question. I'm not going to turn my back to you because I swear to God you have an axe somewhere around here. I, I would be, you know, it'd be fun is if like some bands like kind of interchange their band. Like, what if it became like Huey Lewis and the Range? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Like <laughs> Bruce Springsteen and the News. Huey Lewis and the Cure. Bruce Hornsby and a donut. Mm, that's my kind of breakfast. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, guys. Now, look, usually we do a one to ten. Mm-hmm. But what the fuck is scary about time travel? Well, the, the part where you don't make it? I guess that's true. And we do have a story oh, about no. that. Well, also the part where if you go back in time and do one thing, you could essentially create a paradox, which messes up the entire future in all sorts of ways and you know things like, like the, that like the simpsons haunted house horror episode <laughs> where he comes back and like donuts are falling from the sky and he's like close enough <laughs> so, so you could you could do something amazing and then like you know trump's not the i mean sorry dude what's up welcome to 2017 <laughs> ladies and gentlemen yes okay i'll say this you're right I'll give it on a scary scary factor if it doesn't work out it would suck to like Jeff Goldblum the fly yourself that's what I'm talking about it, because according to Andrew Basiago mm-hmm. who is uh the whistleblower of Project Pegasus and the guy that we're taking almost all of our information from um there was a point where one of the test subjects because like in the clip we heard where Andrew was doing an interview and he was explaining what Project Mm -hmm. Pegasus was he was talking about a time that they went through these Vortal tunnels and they were able to travel from New Jersey to New Mexico and one of the kids misjudged or hit the tunnel wrong and lost his feet (laughs) (laughs) so he came out on the other side and just kind of slumped over and like started screaming um because all the all the subjects Mm -hmm. of the experiment were all children oh really which i'll get to that that's fucked up it is it is fucked up but there's some logicalness to it well yeah it's the government that's all they do is fuck with kids Animals and kids, come on, let's turn them inside out and see what they're made of. All right, so out of ten, mm-hmm. Josh, you can go. Well, like I said, with the potential of having something really bad happen, I am going to go with a ten because... All it takes is for one person to go back and do something to one person and you could eradicate how much of the population for now. I mean, one individual 5,000 years ago could be the reason for 5 million people right now. Mm. True. So, yeah, high 10. Okay. Larry? Yeah, I'm going to give it a 9. 
Wow. And I don't See, even care about other people. I'm afraid, like, I'll go through the machine and come out and be like, and I'm just a melted glob. Your tongue's in your eye. Yeah, something like, yeah. Your like a dick just- for a nose. <laughs> That would be funny for a minute. <laughs> then it would be like, fuck, he's gonzo. Put him back in the machine. He's Oosh, not done. She's hot. <laughs> Dick hits yourself right in the face. Oh, shit. <laughs> Boy, this apple pie smells good. <laughs> well, go to eat a slice of pizza. Damn it, I keep hitting my wiener. <laughs> keep drinking my dog across this cheese pizza. We're giving trauma video way too many ideas right now. Uh, uh, Blair, you got something on your nose. Is that frosting? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <sighs> so, I am surprised. Because Give me a I, kiss, hon. Get that thing out of my face. I'm going to blow my wiener. <laughs> wow, that has more than one meaning, Josh. <laughs> you imagine if you wet the bed and you had your <laughs> dick on your nose? <laughs> Okay, so oh yeah, especially early in the morning where you get that split stream going on. <laughs> Where's it going? Oh! <laughs> okay, so that's what life would be like with a penis on your head, ladies and gentlemen. I was important gonna, stuff on this I, podcast. I wasn't gonna ask the one out of the ten, but now I'm glad we did. <laughs> Mostly because you guys really uh brought it up with the things that would be terrifying (laughs) yeah not only the dick nose but the the fact that it would be scary especially if it malfunctioned and it was scary for andrew and the subjects but um you made me think and i'm gonna give it a seven okay i was gonna say zero because to be honest with you i just thought i I can't if if I think of time travel, I can't help but think of Marty McFly a skateboard grabbing onto the back of a Jeep, just like happy go lucky, hot girlfriend, Huey Lewis, you know, a DeLorean. One point twenty one gigawatts. Where we're going, we won't need roads. Um, all right. So we'll start to kind of suss through this a little bit. Now, in the past, usually I, I, I do take a lot of information from different wikis mm-hmm. and videos I watch, and I tried to write this out myself in points because I, I want to give you guys an idea because I think this is the most insane <laughs> of topics we've covered yet. Okay. Mostly because of how I went into it and then kind of how I I feel post having researched and looked up Project Pegasus. Now, Project Pegasus started in 1968. It was a sister, or I'm sorry, it was a uh, secret twin project to Project Manhattan at the time because we were, Project Manhattan, we were developing the bomb. We. DARPA had had this idea that we wanted to create something to like really blindside our enemies. Um, now, real quick before I before I get too far, mm-hmm. do you guys have a basic understanding of the the concept of time travel, like what it would take to do it? 
You know what I mean? Uh, not really. Okay, so um, I have a lot of questions, but okay. I'll let you go <laughs> first, and then if I still have some questions, well, the 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 basic scientific principle of traveling in time was that if you could get an object to move faster than the speed of light, mm-hmm. the the surroundings would slow down. So in that aspect, you could go forward, and everything else would stay back. Okay. So you I, could go into the future. So, see, I always thought I was time traveling when I got blackout drunk, because then it would be tomorrow, the <laughs> next time I got back up. Keep telling yourself yeah. that, buddy. <laughs> Doing see, science over here. You're saying time slows down, so I mean, anytime I I ever got baked, yeah, I would listen to a song and like normally it'd be four minutes, but it felt like it was forty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, unless it was a fish song, then it was forty. <laughs> Great, here we go, a guitar solo. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. <laughs> Nobody asked for it. Like, also, how long can you play that chord proge- progression? For Christ's sakes, look up. Th- Fish shreds on YouTube. It'll make you happy. All right. So the only prop, the big, the biggest problem with that is that you can't move a a a, a being of mass, the speed of light, without it basically being shredded to Ooh, shit. That's not good. Yeah, not good. I mean, take a dick face. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Anyway, so. If, the concept was there for a long time. The idea that you couldn't do that because nothing could sur- survive light speed. Fast forward to Andrew Basiago. He was mm-hmm. a child participant in Project Pegasus, which, like I said, was Uh-oh. the sister underground project with uh, Project Manhattan. Now, also, should sidestep real quick. And Project explain. Manhattan was too mainstream. I like well, the underground. That'll actually probably <laughs> be an episode down the line, too. Excellent. Because, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, now, you guys know who Nikola Tesla? Yeah. Was? Oh, yeah. Okay. Great inventor. Probably, possibly the most important inventor ever. I mean, he made radio, made Wi-Fi. He also, according to his um, information and his studies, his papers taken to the government after he died, he discovered something called radiant energy. Now, what is radiant energy? So you say. A miserable little pile of secrets. (laughs) Well, radiant energy is pretty much, basically what it is is that it creates these portal tunnels that you can pass through, that matter can pass through without being shredded to shit. And you can hmm. basically, it's like teleportation. Um, these doorways, um, if manipulated, could, could take you to other times. And that's... So what started basically is creating teleportation progressed under after tesla's death to time travel does that make sense am i I totally i'm trying to make it as basic because when i read this stuff it was like so i had to listen to it like three or four times because initially the vortal tunnel stuff that's where my mind goes gray 
So I'm like, Vortal, what the hell does the word Vortal mean? Right. And it's just just a term. And then the the portals were really confusing because I'm like, how do you just you can't just how do you grab radiant energy? Because they're saying how it's everywhere, right? Right. I don't understand how you're gonna harness that. But then again, I'm I'm also con- you also have to consider this is the sister project to Project Manhattan, right. and they are harnessing nuclear energy. So there was probably a, a there's probably a theorem out there that we could bring up later on a future episode. But long story short, they figured out how to teleport things okay. according to this whistleblower. When I feel like that the hardest part with that, like making the portal itself. I mean, and obviously I'm no rocket scientist or anything, but like. To make the portals one thing, but to create two portals and they're connected, I mean, it's not like you're, I mean, I guess if you look at like the internet, that's mm-hmm. in a kind of a way, like you have a series of tubes. Yeah. A, a, a series of connectors that make it happen. And I mean, I guess if there's a way to connect the portals together via this radiant energy in the air, but like, it's not like plugging in a modem to yourself you know what i mean yeah i imagine maybe it works like when you're trying to cash a check at the bank and, go, and it goes through that that <laughs> secret thing and then it goes it pops out and there's like a magic sucker in there right well i mean the only the only thing with that is if you get sucked like that aren't you <sighs> <laughs> Side question. Do you think anybody's ever done that before? Oh, Late at night? Dude, a man has stuck its dick in things for as long as history has existed. Everything. There's a story of a guy who got his dick ripped, like hurt or ripped off in a swimming pool filter. If Every guy at some point's going, bet you I can fit it in that. That's another podcast. <laughs> Crap. We go down Will the- it fit the podcast? <laughs> the strange and curious side of things I've stuck my dick in. Yep. Today we're going to put it in a subwoofer for vibration. Now, I don't want to disrespect anybody who's like a huge time travel enthusiast because you have to understand we're three average guys just mm-hmm. trying to take what we garnish from the internet and what we read and what we check out from the libraries. Mm-hmm. There are literally dozens of us who are loving time travel. Because there is a huge underground group that, like, supports us. There's even... I didn't know this until doing this research. Yeah. There is a time travelers society, and they do a podcast called Out of Time. And their meetings are every other last Thursday. (laughs) Yes. They leave each other voicemails that they send to each other from the future mm-hmm. to the past all right meeting two years ago <laughs> bring dip charlie <laughs> you always don't you always say you forgot to stick mm-hmm. it in your portal i brought guacamole but now it's just avocados <laughs> i brought the sourdough from the 27th <laughs> century oh I should, pretentious time travelers screw <laughs> that guy i should also real quick before i get too far ahead of myself say I've been saying time travelers this whole time, and that's also kind of spitting in the face of these people. <laughs> oh, wow. They're Excuse not, us. They're not time travelers. They're chrononauts. 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 Just like... Okay. Sounds like a donut. This is going to sound weird, but it's, it's the best way. They, they, 
they did a last podcast on this, and uh, Marcus broke it down basically by saying <laughs> an astronaut. Uh, it's like a time traveler. If it was working for the government, mm-hmm. the the scientific term or name would be the chrononaut. But a t- like a just like an average Joe who fell into a portal, you'd just be a time traveler, like H.G. Wells style or something. <laughs> hey, there's that thing. Ah! <laughs> well, you know, Marty McFly driving mm-hmm. a DeLorean. He was a time traveler. Still is in my heart. Okay, so. Tesla had in his life discovered that time and space could be breached or warped, possibly creating a doorway that could lead to other time frames. He reported this in in experiments he could see the immediate past, present, and future all at once. It's a doorway opening up. Oh! If you don't notice, Larry got some high-tech gadgetry going. You know what? (laughs) Side note that won't make in this podcast. I I swear to God, I erase like half of the noises I put in. <laughs> like that's stupid. And some of them are funny. They are, but I miss a lot. <laughs> that's okay. I appreciate it. Okay, so to give you guys kind of a breakdown of what the portal machine scientific room area looked like, so Andrew's dad worked for the government, and he volunteered his son to do this. Oh, what a good dad! Yeah, oh yeah, dad of the year. So. The first day they went to it, they did their whole New Jersey to New Mexico style mm-hmm. trip. Now, I'm not One exactly sh- to another. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure if it was New Jersey to New Mexico, but I'm trying to give you a sense of distance here. Basically, did took Bugs Bunny do that himself once? Don't drink the water at either place. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Um, so there's these eight feet tall, ten feet across size booms that basically face each other, and they create this what looked like a waterfall in the center full of magnetic fields. Oh, weird. So it's like sliders, kind of, or uh, Stargate. Yes, it's exactly what I was thinking of. Which is a lot of what... um, And we'll post a picture on our Instagram, which you should should follow. We have an Instagram? Yeah, we do. (laughs) Sorry. I think I've said that in previous episodes. So what have I been posting on Snapchat? (laughs) Shit. All those face dick pics. Um... (laughs) So, <laughs> helicopter, helicopter. This first time, Andrew and his dad went to the to the uh, government science sliders building. He and his he he grabbed his son's hand. They counted to three and they jumped through the field. And instantly, upon the first experiments, were sent. Oh, I was right from New Jersey to New Mexico in a matter of seconds. So that's teleportation. So how did it become time travel? Um. Well, like I said. They figured out, um, they found a way to adjust the arrival time of the teleportation device, and hence they could go back or forward, Mm -hmm. which I guess that in theory, what can go forward past the speed of light (laughs) can slow it down, can go back. That makes sense. I'm trying to make it as apples and oranges. I know, this is tough. It is really hard. I wonder if it's think of the theory of uh, Superman. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that I po- pops in my head is when he goes around the world so fast that there's time travel he slows mm-hmm. it down. Yeah, the world, and then yeah. all the the earthquake in the first movie yeah. slows it down, saves Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Right. Spoiler alert. 
Yeah, for, for a movie somebody that's... who just threw his head <laughs> no! headphones off. I was just getting around to that movie. I just have to finish the comics first. <laughs> um. Okay, so also spoiler alert: Christopher Reeves is dead. <sighs> I can't Damn be. you, two thousand seventeen. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> So, so it begins. <laughs> okay, so Tesla found this energy, like I said, called radiant, radiant energy. Tesla had kept it a secret, but pe- but people obviously discovered upon his death they took it. When you array radiant energy, the inertia created by subjects jumping through the waves opens up a vortal tunnel, and that's the t- the vortal tunnel is the tunnel you travel through. Okay, Google that. Look that up. It's I, I can't explain it any better. Tunnel you travel through. So okay, no transformation of individual would happen. Just have to travel at a meter per second. If not, one subject, like I said, lost his feet. So don't do that. Um. Now, why kids? Because what what adult wants to lose his feet? <laughs> well, kids can grow their feet back. That's been scientifically well, proven. Think about <laughs> what you could accomplish with somebody who's been able to tap, who's who's a seasoned time tr- chrononaut from a young age, mm-hmm. whose father worked for the government, mm-hmm. who he looks up to. If you could raise him in that environment, now also remember Work for this. coal miners. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a coal miner making his yeah. son chew on coal when he was five. Mm-hmm. Get it in your gums, Tommy. Shit, diamonds, Tommy. But wouldn't it suck to be that kid that goes through and you have a penis face going to school? Can you imagine how much you'd get picked on? Yeah, until Susie sits on your face. Good lord. It's okay if they're kids that love each other. It's even weirder. (laughs) Okay, I mean like college kids. Experimental kids. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm backpedaling right out of here. Now, basically, why they wanted kids, they wanted good, mental, physically active, good homes, children. Okay. People who, obviously, if they'd been abused or something, they'd probably, there could have been mixed reactions to this sort of thing. Mm. If you were a kid, hypothetically, right now, and somebody came up and said, hey, we're going to let you you can go back in time and into the future. Would uh-huh. you be in Would you be into that? As a kid, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. I mean, I would, for sure. And I wouldn't I wouldn't assume these adults were trying to do something. No, adults are always looking out for your best interests. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> Except for the priests. <laughs> Sorry, I grew up Catholic. I under, understood. It's my cross to bear. Also, the ele- the electric devices that they used were very sensitive and didn't work well with adults. Really? Yeah. Kind of like the priests. <laughs> actually, um, some of them actually, the devices shorted out when they had adult subjects. So hmm. there was something about the, the, um, the mental... The, the different there's just a difference basically okay. that's what it boils down to so um and then again they wanted to continue to be able to use these people and as they refined the technology and the people got older mm-hmm. and they understood and were seasoned with the process 
they could continue to use them and continue to explore the depths of teleportation and the technology. Now, there are a lot of things that are beneficial with this sort of technology. Okay. So let me ask you guys a quick question. Yeah. Um, where do you think was one of the first places that they sent young Andrew? And we'll also probably won't be good. The <laughs> no. zoo to see Harambe? I, 20, it was this episode 28, 20, 28, 20, 20, this will be episode 28. If it's not, I'll time travel and change it. <laughs> if it's 28, that's fine. But okay. it took us 27 episodes and we finally mentioned you, Arambe. Rest in peace. Okay. <laughs> so your guess is. I, I want to, th- because I know this is going to be terrible. So I'm going to say something cheery and. So the zoo. Harambe. Okay. I'm guessing they sent him to like, are we talking like a place or a time period or? Oh, yeah. A time period. Yeah. Oh, I'm going medieval. Okay. Something stupid like that. Like you would never send, no, no responsible adult should send a kid. Send a kid. Okay. In 1972, Andrew traveled back to Gettysburg in 1863 Ah! to see. President Abraham Lincoln give the Gettysburg Address. Okay. Crazily, he even appears in a photograph that we will be posting. Bullshit. As a little boy. Wow. But it's a little blurry. And that's where the naysayers come in. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I color me uh intrigued mm-hmm. color me bad i want to play a little more audio of andrew talking about his uh export exploits okay. with the pegasus program on our break coming up here in a second but this is a subject and a man we should definitely cover more because not only did he travel back and meet you know famous civil war figures mm-hmm. He's been to he has been to Mars. He's been into the future. He went back to the future. Oh yeah. And he knows what's coming and he's got enough <laughs> predictions to scare the tar feathers out of us. Also, in twenty sixteen he ran for president. <laughs> okay. So let that sit for a minute. What? Why? If he knew he was going to lose. Well, he wanted the more people to know about this uh, technology. So, okay. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Listen to a little clip. And when we come back, we got a quiz. We got some pop culture mm-hmm. and a few little more tidbits about Project Pegasus. Yeah, that was explained to us as well. The idea of even citing a military base is of strategic significance. So if you went back and found that there was massive subsidence there, you wouldn't want to see a military base fall into a sinkhole. So they even wanted to use chronovision just to, in their simple planning of the deployment of the military-industrial complex, this, this militarized American society in which 
today, 59% of the U.S. budget, this is one of the reasons I'm running for president, 59% of the U.S. budget is going to military spending, to so-called defense spending, but it's really just the perpetuation oh, of this yeah. negative form uh -oh. of power that's uh, administered Part by the military-industrial complex. Oh, wow. So this Damn. is the tragedy of the secret history of time travel, and one of the major reasons I'm speaking out. These devices, which could revolutionize our civic infrastructure, which Tesla had been secretly working on from 1899 forward, which he kept secret even during that last kind of strange 15 years of his life where he was just ostensibly raising pigeons, he was actually keeping this information secret from Edison, from J.P. Morgan, from uh, George Westinghouse, his nemeses in the world of invention, because he knew that in his mind and in his paperwork was the infrastructure of the human future. I mean, I visited when I was a child in Project Pegasus the year 2045, and in that 2045, a time that today is only 30 years in the future, Tesla teleportation was so ubiquitous that teleports, teleport stations are as commonplace as elevator landings are in our civilization. So you could I threw walk away out of quiz. your front door, I don't have it. go to a, a teleport about the size of a public Shit. restroom down the street from you where your bus stop might be, punch in your information you and jump to your downtown area and go to the building where you work, and then after working that day, walk down the stairs in your office building and go into another teleport, just like an elev elevator, and teleport home to your front yard. In other words, <sighs> by 2045, Tesla teleportation is going to allow us to eliminate all of the forms of transportation that depend on the internal Do you remember engine, the content? Which are putting 60% of the human no. contribution to climate change in our global atmosphere every year. 60% of greenhouse gases come from the transport sector of the greenhouse gases that we're responsible for as, as a human society. Did you have any idea of what kind of energy would be involved in a, in a teleportation, let's say to go across the country? It was radiant energy, except that it had been, we were just going through the Vortal Tunnel that was propagated in a, yes. kind of a raw sense yep. through this rudimentary device. So you're tapping into that energy, but so what, was there, were you in a room or a building that had a massive amount of power? No, no, it? no. In fact, the Tesla teleporter Curtis Wright had uh, kind of a double thick plug and, 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 um, like a 220? Yeah, an outlet on the wall that you might run, let's say, a small drill press or a lathe with. It wasn't even industrial size. It was like what oh. you might have in your garage to power your saw. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's not, it was not energy intensive, and yet <clears> the, the power of the radiant energy was incredible. It was numerous orders of magnitude above uh, the combustion of fuel, uh, of fossil fuels, to power, let's say, a commercial airliner. Because the distance between Woodridge, New Jersey, and Santa Fe, New Mexico is 2,005 miles, and we were reaching that in three to five seconds with the power that was being derived from a small, you know, home yeah. home uh, appliance size uh, plug in and outlet. But it was radiant energy again. What was so amazing about 2045 is when I said, How am I getting back to 1972? They said that. And I said, Well, that doesn't make any sense because that's the wall. And they laughed and they said, No, Andy. Our teleports are actually recessed into bare walls. Let me show you. And he hit the wall, and this light showed up that was the square that I had to run at. Uh -huh. And he could punch in the time. And he said, the only problem is that if you want to go home to 1972, you're going to have to overcome your natural fear, or natural aversion, to run at the wall with the fear that you'd knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back from that thoroughly enjoyable break.
that guy is so exciting to listen to. You know, to be fair to Andrew, mm-hmm. he doesn't sound like a liar. No. And he looks like the Quaker oatmeal guy. Wilford Brimley? Diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah. That guy's so, still alive, by the way. He's like strong. the Magic Johnson of diabetes. It's those <laughs> testing supplies he's getting in the mail, man. It's keeping him alive. Yeah, he he does like ads for like six or seven different blood sugar tests. C- Cocoon is real. That's sell out. All right, but well, you know what time it is, guys. It's high time for a little bit of pop culture. It's time for the pop culture minute with Josh. Sonic, Sonic boom. boom. So, real quick, I just want to say that after that clip that we listened to, all I can think of was Harry Potter. He's running at the brick wall, hoping that he would be transported. He's running into the wall like at, you know, platform nine and three quarters. It would suck if he ran into it. It was just a wall. (laughs) (laughs) You got to think that for a practical joke, like on April Fool's Day, the scientists there are like, Hey, hey, Steve, shut it off before one of those kids runs into the wall. <laughs> we gave him a pot of the LSD coffee. <laughs> yeah. He's going to wake up and we'll tell him he's in the future. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Hit us with some pop culture, friend. <sighs> okay. Obviously, this is going to be a little longer than a minute, guys. We're used to it. Yeah. So. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to break this into three separate things, I suppose. We have, of course, video games. We have movies. And, well, I guess movies and television will kind of go together. So, first, I'm going to start off with video games, if that's a-okay. Sure. Now, I mentioned the term chrononauts. Um, I'm assuming you guys... I'm I'm assuming you played Chrono Trigger. Well, yeah. Old school square soft game. I, I, I feel like you're not a huge RPG fan if mm-hmm. you've never at least heard of Chrono Trigger. It's rated one of the best RPGs of all time and one of the best games for the Super Nintendo. Do you hold Chrono Trigger up to the Final Fantasy level of quality? I'll be honest. Chrono Trigger played it, loved it. Chrono Cross played it, thoroughly enjoyed it. But it's still not as beloved on my end as Final Fantasy. Okay. So... I got a list of games and some I'm sure you guys have definitely heard of and some maybe not as much. I'm going to start off with an old PC game, Hmm. Age of Empires. Oh, I know that one. The only reason why I consider this uh, time travel game is because you start off in the Stone Age and in a very short amount of time, you're up through... The different uh, bronze age, and before you know it, you have like the medieval times. So, um, I uh, did you play of, Age of Empires? 
Oh yeah, my I did too. I played with my I played it against my uncles on my old Hewlett Packard. <laughs> nice. My my dad actually is I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on this show before, but I do think that my dad is one of the most hardcore gamers I've ever met in my life. Okay. Because he is very few games as he's played, he is a master of. Age of Empires, he would play on the hardest difficulty against, I think you could set it up for five or six other um, civilizations. civilizations, and he would play against the max number on hardest difficulty and win. Wow. Yeah, you you really have to know what you're doing because those games are brutal. I would get spanked. Like anytime I played against my uncles, I was just like, "Fuck, I just got a hut." And then like I'd have like the one guy with a spear like going the wrong way, and then I look and like my town center is being attacked by like dudes on elephants with rocket launchers. Oh, well, yeah. If they had the cheat codes in, well, yeah. Eventually, we I use those so then i'd have like a pink ferrari i would just like drive over and drive into their base but right it it's it's a super fun game i don't know if it necessarily holds up it's still fun to play yeah it's old school but anyway next i'm going to talk about a game that ryan i know you know very well (gasps) bioshock infinite mother of pearl Came I love out it for Windows, PS3, and Xbox 360. And while well, and they just did the remastered for the newer systems, Bioshock Infinite. Well, can well, I don't know if we want to go through spoilers, but um, yeah. we can. We'll we'll just we'll we'll say it is. It, I mean, the game is four years old, so. Well, mild spoilers. If you don't want to hear it, we'll, we'll we'll keep it brief. But basically, yes, the the game does involve a sense of time travel to it. Yeah, it's they in the game. It's revealed set before the events of Bioshock One right. and Two, and the time travel is involved with Elizabeth, who can open wormholes and. She has radiant energy powers. Yeah, she sonic booms into other regions of time, and she is the reason, she is the sole thing that connects connects all of the Bioshock games together via time travel and opening up paradoxes. Yeah, which, I mean, I I think we'll, we'll, we'll skip explaining too much of the plot but basically you get a sense of that right off the bat when you hear like a um old version of everybody wants to rule the world through a old record player it's phenomenal i will say this bioshock is hands down my favorite video game series of all time bioshock one's my total favorite but oh yeah infinite is uh an incredible experience i would say there were some flaws with um the combat it's not as fun as one um but story-wise it's just, it's just another example of uh games that could almost be art in some ways anyway easily easily uh i'm gonna go back to super nintendo with another beloved game series. tetris sorry <laughs> 
Yeah, if you leave open the certain holes in the when you're stacking them, you actually can go 20 minutes in the past. Mm. Uh, Earthbound. Oh, okay. For, for the Super Nintendo. The the plot of the game is that you're a boy named Ness and a bee named Buzz Buzz oh, God. from the future comes back in time to warn you of... Uh, I can I can never I don't know how to pronounce it. I always pronounced it Gigas is a galactic ruler that takes over the world and so he comes back in time to warn you and so that you can prevent his uh uprising if you will. Mm. And so that's the whole game is that you're bringing him down. It's also an incredible game if you've never played it. There's many oppor- There's lots of ways to be able to play it now. Super clever game. It's remastered. I, I'm pretty certain you can get it on in the Wii U uh, Nintendo Marketplace. Yeah. And oh yeah. It's most emulators you can find it. They. I know they have it because I just bought my son a Nintendo 3DS, and they have it on the Nintendo eShop, and it's like seven bucks. Also, a big inspiration for Matt and Trey Parker for the South Park games. Yeah, that, oh. that that was a one of the reasons they wanted to do a game because it has a sense of humor, right? Now I'm going to talk about a game I know that Larry knows a little bit about Battle Toads. <laughs> oh man, oh PTSD with the the little things that you fly and you have to jump over those walls. That was a hard level. That. Okay, Sucked. so what 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 would Larry? The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Yes. <laughs> okay. So. <sighs> Serial killer training 101. Mm-hmm. Yo, controller breaking 101. Time killer 101. Yeah. yeah. So in Skyrim, you. Oh, how do I. This I got is a it. huge. I, I, I got a perfect breakdown. Grand Theft Auto medieval style. Pretty much. Yeah. In a sense, you do have to. There's a little bit of time travel in that game to take down the uh, the main dragon in the game. That's the main antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get a specific shout called the Dragon Ren shout that you have to learn from the past. It's 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 hard to explain, but <laughs> time tra- I, if, time travel in in anything is always like what. Right. Well, and if you've played video games, you know Skyrim. That's a solid 500-hour game. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's been in multiple of the games, but I'm only going to mention two. Final Fantasy VIII, which I'm going to go on record with saying is one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. Sorry. In that game, you halfway through the game, you find out that the events that are happening in your timeline are caused by a sorceress from the future. And so you have to, again, go through a time compression <laughs> to defeat her. You actually have to combine like the past, present, and future. It's r- really messed up, and honestly, it's the reason why a lot of people don't like the game. Okay. Because the 
the first half of the game is incredible, but then it gets really funky at the end. Mm-hmm. But I've always loved it. Now I'm going to mention another one that's also not lo- loved so much: the uh, Final Fantasy thirteen two. Again, I'm going to go on record with saying, "Wouldn't that be Final Fantasy 15? <laughs> 13 was uh, in that series because none of them have ever connected before. And with 13, they made three parts for it. And it's the same characters. 13 2, the whole game is based on time travel. Hmm. And how things that you can do in one timeline will affect, or like in the past can affect the future and stuff like that. It it takes a bit of getting used to, but once you really get into the game, it's a ton of fun. Okay, so that's games. And what about movies and TV? Oh, dude, I haven't even started with games. Oh, what? Okay, this Literally. is this is this is a podcast unto itself. Right. Well, I'll I'll only do a few more. Okay. Hold on. Not to bust your chaps. All right, there's There's just so many. Can can I mention um uh a, a movie or TV thing that I love off the top of my head that we should have probably started with? Back to the Future. I just had to say it. It's amazing. We'll come back to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not going to go deep on this. I'm just going to okay. say the Warcraft series. Okay. World of Warcraft. There's a ton of times in there where you're having to go back and forth in time uh, to see events and and whatnot. Plus, probably to see past events that formulate how you're going to plan your missions in the future or whatever oh yeah there's that's that's common in most most games overall right so you know actually i will i'll leave it at that there's there are a ton of games yeah a huge amount of games that involve time travel but considering this is just games and there's still movies and music so um all right let's let's start talking some uh movies and TV shows, guys, because this is also very deep. Okay, so deep. Everyone, what's 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 your favorite time travel movie slash TV? Oh. Is, are we all three going to say Back to the Future? Nope. No. Mm. That's a hard one, though. It, <laughs> there, there are just too many of them. It's it's hard, man. I mean, of course, I love Back to the Future and I the love, game. Yeah, like, there's all the there's Telltale. Yeah, the Telltale games and just awesome. If you've never played that, that's actually based on after the third Back to the Future game. It continues the story. Oh, cool. Yep. Uh, I would say for me, my favorite is going to be Doctor Who. Doctor what? Dr. Wen. He was part of the four W's of journalism. <laughs> Dr. Ware. Never could find him. 
Well, and Dr. Yeah. Y killed himself after a drunken night out. Why? <laughs> I guess the reason what makes Doctor Who great is because there's so much potential. I mean, you have all of time and space and history. The show could never end. He, I mean, that's why it's been on for 52 years, 53 years now, I think. Because you can easily have the doctor go anywhere at any time. I love the the quirkiness of the show. They blend it's that like a European with some... sense of humor type thing. Oh too. yeah, yeah. So, of course, there's Doctor Who. Okay, we have Back to the Future. Back in time. Um. Also, Lost. Season four are lost, really. Um, also, you're forgetting my favorite. What? Oh, yeah. Larry. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Sorry. That is an excellent, excellent, excellent movie to bring up. Also, Bogus Journey. Didn't they go back in time? They went to hell in that one. Yeah. That's a good one. I still. Yeah, there it. was. Very little time travel in that. Yeah. Um, also, Looper was a great recent time okay. travel movie. Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal is a great time travel movie. Um, or in, as in, in the Latino community, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah. Little that's, known that, fact. That's for our Mexican listeners. See, my wife would be really upset. If I didn't mention Donnie Darko. Okay. Because that What movie. were you doing in the middle of the road? How are we missing Futurama? Oh, shit. That's a great one. Groundhog Day. Ah! Whatever that, might, hap- that might be my favorite. Whatever happened to his poor dog? I don't know. <laughs> um, I've mentioned before, I love Schwarzenegger. And oh yeah, of course the Terminator. Yeah, mm, every one of those movies right. is Fuck, the Terminator coming from the future to the past. To- T- time travel is just an excellent, like uh, it's a cheat code. It's a cheat code, but it's also brilliant when it's done well, mm-hmm. and people want to go back in time. You know what? Forward. M- what too. movie I thought I was not gonna like. Because obviously this is going to involve time travel heavily. Mm-hmm. Because and I didn't think I was going to like it because at the time I didn't really care for Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. The butterfly effect. Mm. That movie didn't age well, though. I well, I saw it a couple of years after it came out because it came out in two thousand four. Wow, it's got this two thousand four stink on it, though. <laughs> like when you watch it, it like. Ashton Kutcher, I'm sorry. I could, I could tangent about how shitty of an actor Ashton. Kutcher. We were all punked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Especially I, Demi Moore punked him the best. <laughs> Do you know she's cross-eyed? She has to wear. She's so cross-eyed that she has to wear like special contacts to correct it. Really? Yeah. I think it was one of Bruce Willis's diehard ejaculates that <laughs> oh, knocked her retina right out of place. I'm sorry, that's rude. 
but <laughs> uh, but fuck it, she's rich. Okay, that's true. Uh, and also because my son is named after him, mm-hmm. I have to mention Ash from Evil Dead in Army of Darkness. Great, great movie. Yeah. Oh, definitely one of the funniest movies too. It's you know what's great about that is. It really showcases the genius of Sam Raimi because Evil Dead is synonymous with a classic of horror and Army of Darkness is so great because after those first two Evil Dead movies, you have a comedy. Right, because the first one they filmed with all intentions of it being a solid horror flick, Mm -hmm. but because of how low budget it was there was a lot of parts that just came off as funny Mm -hmm. and then when they came back with a bigger budget and did the second movie I think they were still trying to be a little bit more serious but it had more purposeful comedy but by the third one it's full blown oh yeah no it's it's one liners up the wazoo I mean there's so many funny lines in that movie that's what that's to me why I love Bruce Campbell like he's fucking awesome, and that movie is super irated. Although the 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 special effects during like the battles are super cheesy. Actually, you know what? It's a fun drunk movie. Exactly. Oh yeah. Maybe we should do a commentary for that. We that, we've got about eighteen movies. We said we do a commentary. That would be for. fun though. Uh, the truth. Sorry. Another comedy with time travel. You guys remember when Michael with Mike Myers came from the sixties to oh, the nineties? Oh yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's movie. that's a good one. Oh yeah, you had to take that piss after he had- <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that series aged appropriately or if it's just like uh have to go see it again. Yeah. Go I'm- see it like I'm gonna go to the theater and watch the movie. <laughs> Two tickets to the talkie, please. Projectionist. Austin Powers on the screen. Next Netflix genist. <laughs> uh, it's not on Netflix. Not going to watch. Probably it. not. Now th- this one's more recent, and I, I get the feeling that you guys are both going to have the same reaction, to, or had the same reaction to this movie that I did, because it corrected a lot of wrongs. In 2014, X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah. Never seen it. Me neither. I'm not what? <laughs> I'm not a comic book fan. Oh. I'm sorry. I've never been a big Okay. Oh, I've true, never sure. been a huge oh, X-Men fan. I didn't say you can't be a comic book fan. I just yeah, said we're I'm not. not. Taking, we're not taking Gosh, away not, from you. You're you're the one being all hoity-toity over there. I am because <laughs> X. I love X-Men. That's fine. We don't all have to like it. Well, uh, just that's we have to, Josh. You have you have the the uh, okay. X-Men movies started coming out in the. Nineties, nineteen ninety nine, I think, is when the first uh, the Brian Singer, uh, yeah, Brian Singer was it Brian Singer. It doesn't matter. Hugh Jackman was the big. Wolverine. That was the first time we Excellent. saw him as Wolverine. Well, the first movie was was okay. The second one was really good, but then we got to the third one. 
and it had all the elements of it being awesome, but it sucked hmm. bad. Apologies to those of you who do like that, though. I, and like, I, I'm a huge X Men fan, but they they did a lot of things that were taboo, if you will, okay. killing off some main characters that was like, mm. hmm. so that left a bad taste. And what happened was, is in Days of Future Past, there's time travel in which Wolverine goes back in time and basically makes it so those first three movies canceled out. <laughs> okay. It's, it, 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 it's, real, it's genius how they did it. <clears throat> and now they kind of set it back onto a good path. So, highly recommend that movie. Now, I got I got one more for you. Okay. And Ryan, I am appalled that you have not mentioned this. Spaceballs? Oh, I love Spaceballs. Well, they don't do time. Yeah, they do. Oh, never mind. When they watch Spaceballs the movie. <laughs> okay. Planet of the Apes. Oh, that's true. Well, you're talking the 60s Planet of the Apes, right? Yes. See, truth time, I'm not a huge fan of the original Planet of the Apes movies, Mm -hmm. but I adore the new Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and now the next, this year, War of the Planet of the Apes is coming out. That series is amazing, Mm -hmm. and they don't have any time travel in it, so that's all I have to say about that. But yes, the originals did. So that is that is that going to shut us down on our time travel rants? I would say so because I mean there's TV shows, I mean I already mentioned like Doctor Who, but that's, that's okay. the only one that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I that- kid. No, yeah, I I don't want to Make this into an hour-long segment, so... Mm, Too late. It was pretty long. (laughs) That's okay. It was around Jeremy long. All right, guys. You. I think that's going to take us out of the pop culture hour and straight into yours and my favorite segment. Time to get quizzical. Let's get quizzical. All right, you guys know the rules. I ask the questions. You buzz in using your names. Okay. First to buzz in with their names gets to answer the question. The other can steal five questions. Ryan. Michael J. Fox. Shit. Doesn't count because we haven't even started asking the questions. Just had to check my buzzer. Thank you. Question number one. Time travel traveling to the past or the future has been a popular theme in film and fiction. Albert Einstein offered a groundbreaking theory that gives some scientific possibility to actual time travel. What theory is this? Josh. Theory of relativity. Special relativity theory, but close enough. Josh won. Ryan. Goose egg. Goose egg, yo. <laughs> Question number two. 
there are various space phenomena, in theory, that astronomers could use to travel back and forth in time. Black holes are one option. Which of the following is true about black holes? Oh, okay. A, no object can escape their gravitational hole. B, there is no real evidence that black holes exist. C, a black hole's gravity does not bend to light. Or D, the sun is likely to become a black hole. Josh. Josh. D. Mm. Oh, damn it. Ryan, would you like to steal? Yes. I'm going to go with C. Mm. Fuck. It was A. It is A. No object can escape their gravitational pull. There was, there was a thought. I, like, I, I was like, I think I've heard of things escaping recently. Okay. But it's still not technically proven. Question number three. Traveling to the past poses more problems than traveling to the future. Many complex obstacles could arise in past time travel, leading physicists to believe that there is that it is impossible. One of the major objections to the possibility of time travel is, quote, the grandfather paradox. What does this paradox state? A, if you went back in time, you might meet your grandfather and learn secrets about your past. B, if you went back in time and killed your grandfather, then you could not Ryan. exist. Josh. Ryan. B. Damn it. We've got a tie, folks. Ha-ha! <laughs> One-to-one. On to question number four. Other scientists claim that if past time travel were possible, people from the future would have visited us, visited us by now. Astronomer Carl Sagan refuted this logic with all of the following points, except A, time travelers are likely exploring other planets. B, maybe past time travel is only possible up to the time that the time travel was invented. C, perhaps time travelers just haven't reached our time yet. Or D. Ryan. B. Mm. Or D. Time travelers are possibly among us, but have disguised themselves. Josh. Josh. C. Mm. Oh. Go ahead. The answer is A. Time travelers are likely exploring other planets. Oh, that would make sense. That would make sense. Question number five. Possible tiebreaker here. Yeah. What solution do time travel proponents offer to those who negate its possibility? A. Parallel universes. Josh. Josh. A. Fuck. That is correct. Another clean Another sweep. win by Josh. Two to one. Way and to go. Yashua for our Latino fans. Man. <sighs> okay. So, Andrew Basiago offered some interesting whistleblowing. And I'm excited to know. <laughs> <I'm> exci- <laughs> On a side note, do you think he invented those delicious bagels, the Asiago bagels? Mm. Because he's mm. my hero. Cream cheese and Asiago. Mm. Remember, if you want to derail a podcast, bring up food. food yep. As I go. All right, guys. The oh, hammer is no. coming down. The okay. hammer is coming down. It's time for a verdict. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I 
I think I'm going to go on record and say I do believe that time travel does exist. However, mm. I don't believe that we necessarily have the capabilities of it yet. Not in the way that we would like. I feel like I've seen some pretty cool stuff out there that point that it's possible. I mean, we were talking on break about uh, there was a picture I've seen of some guy in a couple hundred years ago pops up on this picture where there's people wearing like Renaissance type type clothing. And there he is standing in almost modern clothing with the sunglasses on. And they say that, is he a time traveler? Maybe we don't know. There's also celebrities like um, Nicolas Cage that they've shown where these people in all these different time frames look exactly like him. Kind of like Tom Hanks in Mm. Forrest Gump. If there was somebody who blew all their money on time travel, it would be Nicolas Cage. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he's suffering for it right mm-hmm. now. He's in every. No, we're fucking, all suffering. <laughs> he's in every Tom, Dick, and Harry movie that comes out. So, I don't feel like we have it now, but i I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the future. They have found a way to do it. And maybe there's some, like heavy regulations on it. Like you really, really have to blend in well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say yes. Sweet, Larry. Uh, I have some questions I want to ask you guys after I give my verdict. Okay. Um, but for now, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Because capitalism. Hmm. Okay. If do you know how much money a person could make if they had such a machine? Well, if you think about the one percent and the amount of money that is in that, it, somebody it would, would have made it, it like they're trying the SpaceX thing, and they want to, to to fly people into space, right? Because you can make money sending people to space. Well, you could make a lot of money doing time time traveling. Well. What if, and I I just want to throw this idea out there, what if they have, in the future, figured out a way to do it, and there was a group, if you will, of people that are sent back, and they are living among us, but they're a, a police force, if you will that have the ability to track people that are coming back and watch them and making sure they're not doing anything that could jeopardize that future. Hmm. You know, do you know, do you understand what I'm saying? I would have I, I, like time I do. cops. That was a movie we forgot to bring up. <laughs> yeah, I mean like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Just a a way of keeping an eye on everything so it's not thrown all a wonky. Mm-hmm. Because there are some people that get famous for no reason or have a ridiculous amount of money, and it just well to Larry's credit, the government misplaces billions of dollars send yeah, over yeah over overseas no, nothing like they send it on a 
plane and it just disappears and they ask like the head of the finances of the operation that lost the money and they go in front of a grand jury and they're like oh well like what if there was one of the stipulations is that if you come back our modern day government is to know nothing about it because obviously they can use it to their advantage There'd, there'd be somebody out there who would take a time machine with them to now just so you can make even more money. That's true. I mean, it's just a thought I had. Yeah. Did you want me to do my verdict and then you'll ask? Yep. Okay. Yep. I believe it. I do. I think I think with Andrew's case as being a kid going through this test, I think there's got to be some validity to it because his dad did work for that part of the government mm-hmm. and DARPA and all the uh, Tesla stuff. I mean, that's all there. I mean, the guy was a genius. Maybe he was a schizophrenic genius, but a genius nonetheless. He came up with alternating current just on a whim. He looked up in the sky and saw it in his head and was able to design it like that. And through his life, he was taken advantage of. I mean, we saw it as kids. Edison was seen as a genius. When did anybody bring up Tesla until mm-hmm. we got into our 20s and actually started to explore you know, the the facts of the world? I mean, until you get old enough, you don't even realize that there were eight other presidents before George Washington in this country. I mean, there's there's an insane history that that's not explained. It's mm-hmm. not out there. Um, with with this time travel thing, I think, and at the very minimum, the teleportation thing seems legit. If there's a sort of energy, I mean, we have energy to create nuclear bombs and the devastation those things unleash. It doesn't even make sense when you see videos of it. It's so intense. It's crippling. Wi-Fi doesn't make sense to me at all. But somehow my phone has got all my porn sites all lined up. Mm-hmm. I could go on there right now and play audio of of anything. You know, it doesn't make sense to me, the Internet, but it's there. Somehow it was created. Somehow it was made. Time travel as a science, we can explain. We can figure it out. So as long as we don't tear ourselves to shit. I think we'll invent it one day. Right. Because, but not, I don't think we have it now. Well, I did also want to say, this is harkens back to the Gray Aliens episode. I brought it up, I think, towards the end that I thought that that possibly gray aliens were us way in the future coming back to visit our present day versions. But I think you guys debunked that pretty quickly because as yeah. soon as I said that it was, it came out like a fart in a cathedral, all wet, slimy. But anyway, I think it's true. I think there has to be some merit to what Andrew Basiago mm-hmm. said about what he went through. Um, obviously with MK ultra, we know the government tests, on you know unwilling un unbeknownst to them subjects um this seems logical any country that wants to have power especially power like an american eagle flag flying country like the us would would love to have this i think so, it would just be even if in our lifetime we were to see a transportation like to teleport that that would be just awesome just imagine <laughs> i ain't going on that first generation <laughs> no i mean even I if want, we're like in our hold on 
I don't want dick face. <laughs> I want the smartphone version, not yeah. the flip phone fucking version. Nokia. <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty cool because, I mean, if it's energy that's in the air, like the force, Ooh. I mean, I have to imagine to harness that and to create a teleport from one spot to another, it's going to be a lot easier to do than all the, we'll say, jet fuel for like airplanes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you got into a teleport to go from Grand Rapids, Michigan to Cancun. Well, you got to imagine it's it's it sounds like from what they explain, it's it's a lot. I mean, it, he said you could power it. Uh, the teleporter from something that you might plug in like a lathe in your garage that you use to do you know simple woodworking it'll take a long extension cord possibly (laughs) but I mean imagine going to new planets I mean there's theories that Obama went to Mars in the searches that I saw he's looking for his birth certificate (laughs) (laughs) anyway but yeah that would be that'd be cool because then you could see other planets you could go to the moon well, I wouldn't weekend. care for any of that personally, but like just the idea that like if if they were to someday make it so you could have these in your home, like I could go visit my brother in Oregon and mm-hmm. play video games for a couple hours and Yeah, now we're getting into like some of the questions I was gonna ask. Okay, go okay. ahead. Perfect. You get one shot time machine. Okay. Now this is like where are you going? What time period are you going? Good to? question. Actually, I, I'll have something to add to this at the end, but we'll we'll before okay. we go out on plugs, okay. we'll, we'll, let's we'll we'll go around the home. If I could go in a time machine and go anywhere, you know, as weird as it sounds, the the Gettysburg Address one was pretty freaking rad. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would love to have done that, but if I had one one chance. And I can come back, right? Yeah. Okay. But you only get one shot. <sighs> I, this is going to sound weird being that I'm not super religious, but I would love to go see Jesus and see like what that whole deal was. Mm. Zero, zero, hmm. zero, zero. It's actually funny that you mentioned this because the other day when in preparation of this episode, I was going to mention that our question being, if you could do anything... And you cannot affect history. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing, obviously. You can't go back and be like, I'm going to put all my stock into Apple. Um, so I might bend the question a little bit. No. Ugh, son of a bitch. Just, yeah, just say <laughs> when. Yeah. I think I would take a time machine and go back to sometime in the early 70s so that I could go see all the bands that I love. I was going to say something like that. In their prime and with living members. You only get get one shot, so you can only see one. Fuck me. Oh, come on. I don't ask easy questions here. It'd be like Pink Floyd at the mm, Pompeii show or whatever. Oh, that would be rad. No, um... Budokan. There you go. <laughs> I want to go see Ozzy play at the Budokan from 2002. No, ah, damn it. One one opportunity. Um, yep. 
this is a band I I didn't get the opportunity to see, and it's probably going to be my biggest regret. Mm-hmm. I would go back and see a young Rush concert. That'd be awesome. I'm surprised you didn't say like the Beatles at the Ed Sullivan Theater. Well, the problem with going to a concert like that, this is your only chance. If you only get one, mm-hmm. the Beatles concerts were only like 30 minutes long. Plus, you were not going to be able to hear shit over women spraying cum everywhere. Uh, well, <laughs> Ryan, and, <laughs> and not, some decorum over there. I'm sorry, and but not I wish only, we had a time machine so we could take that back. Well, and not only that, but when you when you think about seeing the Beatles... They're going to be doing all the early stuff, and it was all the stuff that was after they st- stopped touring that was the their best stuff, material. Yeah. I mean, you could go I, into a studio and watch them record it. Ooh, ooh. be a sound guy! God damn it, we should have thought about this. But that was going outside of your question. That was something that I had thought of. If I could go back and just see all these incredible bands mm-hmm. that i love like to see queen with freddie mercury uh, uh that's why it's tough you only get the one shot so yeah I, i'm gonna stick with what i said i would go see a young rush, rush. Wow. my my first thought was to go back not that long ago to the game seven of the world series oh yeah but then i realized i still would have been scheduled to work that day Right. And I still wouldn't have the tens of thousands of dollars to buy the goddamn ticket. So, being the I can't help myself to do stupid shit, I would go back to o- the opening day of Back to the Future and stand up and spoil the whole movie for everybody. <laughs> oh no. Imagine going to the opening of Empire. Vader is Luke's dad! No, Back to the Future is way better because it would freak everybody the fuck out. <laughs> Just as I'll watch the movie, like, hoverboard, and then two seconds later, a hoverboard pops up. People are like, what the <laughs> hell? Um, but uh, yeah, I think when I we hear people talk about like time travel, they, they'll point out like the, a lot of these things. It's like you wouldn't have the money still to do some of these things that people want to do. It's not like you just all of a sudden become rich. Well, if you loaded your pockets up, especially it depends on when you go in time. Say if I loaded 500 bucks, which is nothing. And I went back to the seventies. You could, you could have a good time. My friend. Yeah. 500 bucks in the seventies is well, and that was the, another thing is when you time travel, like if I say I went back a few months, to the World Series, would I? Would there be two of me, hmm. or would I just be in that same exact place as so me? They say that there would be there would be two of me. Yeah, yes. So I wouldn't have to go into work. You could essentially find yourself and go, <laughs> but then you'd look at yourself and be like, "God, you're gorgeous." Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, is it weird it if be, you're attracted? I was about to, to say, is, <laughs> would it be gay if I blew myself? <laughs> Oh man! So so then there's, there's that just masturbation. This, this is offshoot. I'm gonna have you have a hands-free experience. Yeah. I sent one of my future selves back to blow me occasionally. Mm-hmm. It works. Good lord! Uh, All right, uh, these are the things that occupy <laughs> my mind. Of course. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's gonna round out this. 
Project Pegasus episode about time travel, but we'll have more to cover it in the future because guess what? There's actually quite a few people who say they time traveled and some of them aren't part of government projects. They're just guys who came back and mm-hmm. uh, made bad websites. Anyway, those websites oh. and more in the future, but Josh, if uh, if I wanted to find you elsewhere, where would I look? Well, Larry and I have another podcast called Potty Slam Podcast. It's where we talk about wrestling history and other fun stuff in the world of professional wrestling. You can find us on Potty Slam Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, mm-hmm. and you can go on Potty Slam show.podomatic.com indeed and if you'd like to go back in time in baseball history oh. check out the evis evis podcast.com yeah there's how many episodes of that up there <laughs> almost, gotta be close to 80 you could just binge the shit out of you that. can i recommend you do that yeah man totally. uh, beer city media too on twitter and on facebook if you are t- just want to find out what we're doing we got a lot of stuff coming folks get a website up soon hopefully yeah that's the next phase also if you feel kind go ahead and hit the paypal link on our Mm. potomatic sites any of the money goes straight to the equipment Uh, amazon wish list too has a uh, equipment for the studio if you're rich and have nothing good to do with your money for sure so if you're a time traveler you can email us at conspiracy therapy show at gmail.com or just say hello, or mm-hmm. tell us a future topic you'd like us to cover. Uh, also, our or Twitter- tell us a future topic we did cover. Ooh. Ooh, so we don't do it again. Yeah, we don't want to do that. So, <laughs> if if you want to follow us on Twitter and see when a new episode comes out every Monday, it's at Conspiracy T Show. Also, where would you time travel? Hit us up on our Twitter, or yeah. uh, you know. Maybe we'll read it on the show. Now, has anybody replied to our question yet? The quiz? No. No. Come on, people. Don't you want free shit? People listening on episode End of the World, was it? Yes. Yeah, End of the World. Answer our trivia and you will get something. Free swag. swag. Anyway, all right. That's been our episode on time travel. We'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy. They scare me finally one day, a place for us to run away to where the truth was left just to ride away. And now they gotta go and change the view on what the youth is. I'm influenced and I'm music. We are pop culture. We didn't take what you did, but yet y'all still try and call us vultures. Oh, please, man, stop the bullshit. We are the movement. We stay fresh. The depth take many steps to the full extent of it just to make sure we step first in new kicks. We'll do anything to prove that. Be more than I shoes and I gear, the tattoos that we wear, angels play so naked in, both fuels us what's put by fear, all the fuel pump with their jets and they're overlooking 50,000 square sets of eyes, a pair with the glare but we ain't scared yet, why, cause we like Monday day dead, that was wrong with the how we can fly, right, that's why I don't hide, pedal to the metal, staring at the fire in the sky, we are the cloud of lots, to fight the spirit of the times, and the lies, they try to say that we ain't beautiful, we can grow with the pain is cracked. Where life ain't suitable when you can't even raise a rat. But this is a habitat of a monument. 
This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.